Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is to create moments that change lives. We pray that these weekly messages will be a moment in your day that leads to a change in your life. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. All right. Well, hey, I am so glad to be here with you guys uh, this morning. Uh, my name is Justin. Uh, let me introduce you to my beautiful and amazing wife first. And can I get this on? We'll see. How about like this? There we go. Let me introduce you to my beautiful and amazing wife. You want to stand up for us? I'll get in trouble for this later. But there she is. We have been married for 14 years. Uh, seven of those she endured, and uh, seven of those she has been happy in. Uh, some of you. You know what I'm talking about. You first get married and you are a selfish and immature man. And now I am just immature. So, uh, <laughs> but hey, let me tell you, uh, love being here at LifeGate. We absolutely love your pastors, love this church, Pastor Chad and Amber. And it is an honor to be here and speak at LifeGate. Um, I've known Pastor and Chad and Amber for a while. So I was master's commission and we would travel and they were youth pastors. And I, I, I got to, you know, know them. But I feel like in the last year, God just kind of connected us together a little bit deeper and more. I, I really do believe they have been very instrumental uh, for my wife and I and us in this planting journey. And I'll just tell you, there was a, a Zoom conversation that we had with them. And I won't get into all the details, but we just started to share deep in heart and frustration, some things we're facing and going through. And they blessed us in a moment where we desperately needed it. And for that, I will forever be grateful. It was a faith-building moment. Do you ever have those moments where your faith is kind of going down, and then all of a sudden, someone comes along and does something, and it just builds your faith like that. And it's been an encouragement, exciting for us, and ever since then, just kind of have catapulted us into what we're continuing to do and move forward. And so we are so thankful and so grateful for them. So I just want to give them a round of applause. Let's do that. Man, glad to be here. Um, I, I know that, uh, I don't know about you, but this past season for us has been a little bit challenging in this world that we are living in. I'll tell you, starting a church is not easy. Starting a business, starting anything from scratch is not easy. And try to do that in a pandemic has not been easy. And then we live in Minnesota, so our state's a little bit different in how they've handled lockdowns and stuff than the, the wonderful state of Texas. And so it has not been easy, but I felt like God gave me something. And before I dive into the message, I want to give it to you because this might inspire, encourage someone. But I was sitting there praying and I was just like, God, why, why are we planting a church right now? Like, what were you thinking? Like, did you mess this up? Like, you know, like, did you not see what was coming? Did you not have your business plan in place? Like, what's, what is going on here? And I felt like God gave me this vision of a roller coaster. And we were on this roller coaster. And if you ever get on a roller coaster, what happens is you just kind of, first of all, you incline, right? And it's just incline. <laughs> click, 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 click. Click and it's just kind of how, how, how it's felt for us this past year. One click at a time. Click, <laughs> click. And I, I felt like he just kind of said this, this next month or two is kind of this transitioning over season. Now you get up and you kind of you go over. And then all of a sudden what happens? You're sitting there hanging. <laughs> and then you just take off on this crazy ride. 
And maybe for some of you, that's what this last year has been. It's been like that in your marriage, been like that in your business, been like that in your finances, been like that with your, uh, your son, your daughter, or whoever, and it's just been this click season. And I believe that we are about to enter into a season. It is going to be the greatest season that we've ever seen in the kingdom of God. And so I just want to encourage you and prepare you. God's got something awesome for you. Well, man, I am excited to uh, dive into this series that we're doing. Uh, let me just kind of open us up in prayer. And then uh, we'll jump right in. God, I thank you so much for just being here in this place. And I pray as we continue this series, Family Tree, that, that God, your spirit would just be here, that, that your spirit would be upon me as I speak your word, that God, our ears would be open, our heart would be soft to receive what you have for each one of us. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen. Well, we're continuing this series, Family Tree, and uh, excited to have the opportunity to speak on that. I've never preached on like the fruits of the Spirit and studied those, and uh, I still really haven't studied the fruits of the Spirit. I've just studied kindness, uh, but it was really cool to dive into it, and I, I think God has given to me some cool things like to take away personally, and I think I'm, I, like, there's some cool stuff that I believe you'll be able to take away as well. Well, what I want to do is I want to kind of give us a, a brief understanding of kindness, and then I want to look at some fruits that, that we can uh, take away for our family. So um, the word kindness, um, let me move forward. So you guys, I'll skip that. How about this? So we've been looking at love, joy, peace, patience. Now we are in kindness. Kindness means this, tender concern or uprightness. And to really simplify it for us today, it means this, kindness of heart, kindness of heart, and kindness of acts. Second Corinthians chapter 6, 4 through 6 says this, it says, rather as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardship, and distress, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love. Kindness. How many of you know sometimes it's, it's difficult to be kind to those we like? It's way more difficult to be kind to those that we're having issues with. Have you ever had a situation based on what someone did to you or said to you you did not want to be kind back. We've all been there. Have you ever had a situation where based on what someone did to you or said to you, you weren't kind back? I've lost it before. I've lost my temper. I've lost my cool. I've said things that I shouldn't have said. I wasn't operating in the spirit. I think sometimes what happens is when people are being hurtful or mean or doing things to us, it can seem very weak to be kind. But I want to tell you, kindness is not weakness. In fact, kindness is strength under control. Strength under control. If you were to take a horse, 
Okay, they used to use these to transport us. You know, they used to, uh, you would have wagons. And I mean, they got some power and they can, they can transport some things. You have a wild horse. You have a tamed horse. The wild horse has the exact same power that a tamed horse has, but you cannot use it beneficially because it's not under control. See, kindness is strength under control. Instead of me losing my cool, instead of saying what I want to say to you, instead of handling how, uh, defending myself, protecting myself, you know, any of that. No, no, no. Kindness is strength under control that can be utilized beneficially to help in that situation. And so, uh, kindness, strength under control. Now that we have a little bit of understanding of kindness, I want to give you a few fruits that I believe will be very beneficial for your family tree. When I've been studying this, it has been a perfect study for me. Because as I sit down and plan out and pray through starting a church and thinking of kindness, there's so many things I took away of this is what I want this church to to be. Here's the first one. Kindness can lead to change. Kindness can lead to change. Kindness can be the difference between the person you are praying for that's not sitting in church today, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker. Kindness can be the difference that leads to change. Let's look at a verse. Romans chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. And this is the message translation. It says, you didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and, coming, and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind but he's not soft. So soft doesn't mean kind. God is kind, but he's not soft. And then check this out. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and he leads us into radical life change. What if, so God, in our situations, I don't know if you've had moments where you've been questioning God, turning away from God. You've had those moments in life. I've had moments in my own personal life, in my own journey, that God did not come at me harshly, but he came at me kindly by taking me firmly by the hand and leading me to a place where I changed, radical life changed. What if we, through kindness, took people by the hand and led them to a place of radical life change. I had this thought the other day, and I, just stay with me. Because I was thinking about this church we're planting, and, and I, I do think speaking the truth is important. The, the Bible says to speak the truth in love. That's a very important word right there, in love. Too many times people are speaking the truth, but there's no love behind it. And what does the Bible say about that in 1 Corinthians 13, 1? If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, it's only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So if I speak without love, it's just obnoxious noise. But the truth sets people free. But I just had this thought 
that what if that in a moment when I'm trying to help someone and be there for them and lead them into radical life change, the first thing I didn't lead with was truth, but I led with kindness. Because many people don't want to hear the truth until first you're kind. What if I led with kindness? See, that's the message translation. NIV talks about repentance. Repentance means changing the way I think. Repentance means changing direction. What if through kindness was taking people by the hand where they had a moment with God and they repented of their ways and then I had the right to speak the truth to them to help them be free? Kindness. So I was just thinking about it. What, what if I was sitting down with coffee with someone? And they wanted to argue with me, and here, here's, here's their response. Make it very simple. They, they're like, two plus two equals seven. Would my first response would be, no, it's not. Two plus two is four. Everyone knows that. I guess not everyone, but. <laughs> but what if I didn't argue with them? Because it really doesn't matter. I know the truth. But whatever they believe, even though it's not true, it's true to them. So what if I led with kindness? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? What if I hear their story? I can tell you so many times I've judged people based on their actions, and then I sit down and hear their story, and I understand the why. <laughs> and I served them, and I loved them, and I was kind to them. See, John Maxwell says people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs> I worded it like this, people could care less about the truth until you're kind. And what if I was kind to them and then I had the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Two plus two is four, and this is why I believe that. <laughs> Kindness can be the difference of change. I haven't always gotten this right. This ain't even in my notes. I'm going to throw this out for someone. I haven't always gotten it right. I've been mean. I've been judgmental. I've been harsh in my words. And maybe there's someone right now that you could think of that you, man, you want them in church. You got the right heart. You wanted them serving God, but your approach needs to be a little softer. It needs to be kind. And instead of always leading with truth, what if you took the next month, next two months, next three months, and you led with kindness? Kindness of heart and kindness of act. You serve them. I bet you might start to see a difference. First thing, kindness can lead to change. Second thing I want to give you on our family tree that I believe is kindness can equip your family. Kindness can equip your family. Equip means to supply with the necessary items for a particular purpose. What if kindness supplied our families with the necessary items they needed to accomplish the purpose that God had for their life? Let me say this way. Kindness can build someone up or harshness, meanness can tear someone down. 
I don't even know like, how people do stats and stuff. I don't even know how they actually come up with those things. I like to joke 85% of stats are all made up. Nobody really knows. <laughs> so I was reading this book, though, preparing for some pre-marriage counseling. And I can't tell you the book. I can't tell you. I don't even remember any of that. But I do remember this phrase. So you're just going to have to trust me that I thought it was an interesting point in stat that it said. It said, couples who stay married and couples who get divorced, one of the things they notice was the amount of harsh negative words was double for those who were divorced. So meaning if I say five harsh kind of jabs toward my wife, and we've all been there, those who make it, five, those who don't, there'd be ten. Double the words. I don't know about you, but uh, one of my spiritual gifts is sarcastic. <laughs> it's not in, like, I, I th- I've added that spiritual gift, but I'm pretty good at being sarcastic. And I remember when we were first married, I, I had an opportunity and I threw out a joke and it landed. It was funny. <laughs> I got the response that I was going for and, and I, I threw it out and everyone laughed and there, there's just one problem. One person didn't laugh and it was my wife. <laughs> she was the butt of the joke. I thought it was funny at the moment, but God told me later Through her, it wasn't funny. (laughs) I've seen it so many times in marriages, though. You start off making these jabs at each other, and the person chuckles. But having, you know, three years later, five years later, starts to wear down on someone. It's not funny anymore. What if kindness was the difference of equipping my family, building them up, building my children up to have the, the, uh, be equipped to do what God has called them to do or through tearing them down, leaving them without the purpose that they equip what they need to live the purpose. Let me, let me uh, say it this way. Kindness can be like an emotional bank account. If you got a bank account, how many know there's two transactions? You put money in or you take money out. And if you take more money out than you put in over time, how many of you know that, that boat ain't going to float forever? That's what happens in our relationships and our family. We can be kind and equip and put money in. We can say words and mean and harsh and all that. We can take money out. If you keep taking money out and you don't keep putting money in, there's going to be a day where you're sitting in front of the counselor. And let me tell you this. If you're already in the negative, go see someone now. Because one of the worst things you can do is to wait till you're 20 grand in the hole and then both couples don't want to work on it. Because you know how much work it takes to get out of that hole? You got to go make 20,000 extra dollars to put it back in just to get to zero. So just think emotional bank account, kindness. I'm going to skip a couple of verses just through time. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says this, it says, do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Man, what a powerful verse that is. Do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up 
The words that I speak, the kindness that I am, it's helpful for building everyone else up according to their needs, which means I have to be in tune with the Spirit to find out where their needs are and what they need to hear and what I need to say. They may benefit those who listen. Third thing today is this. Kindness. Kindness makes us like Jesus. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 says this. It says, a kind answer soothes angry feelings, but harsh words stir them up. A kind word soothes angry feelings. I don't know about you, but like when I look at our world, there's a lot of angry people. Everyone mad about something. Telling you, even in church, everyone mad about something. Angry. Instead of responding with the same anger, I can make that situation much more peaceful by being kind. What is kind? Strength under control. I've lost it before. I've went off before. I remember a boss that I could not stand and it finally got to me. And then I went off and then I didn't have a job. (laughs) Where if I had strength under control, I could have figured out a different job why I stayed there and then made that transition a lot more better for me. But I said what I wanted to say and then I got to figure out what to do for a paycheck. The reality is no matter what happens to you or what is said to you, you can always respond with kindness. There's no excuse. (laughs) No matter what is said to you, what is done to you, what has happened, you have the ability to respond with kindness. Ecclesiastes 10.4 says, if a ruler's anger rises against you, do not leave your post. Calmness can lay great offense to rest. I don't know about you, but it, sometimes it's so easy for us to, to judge others by their actions. And we judge ourselves by our intentions. I think Craig Rochelle says that. When we're talking about kindness and we're talking about responding with a, a flavor of grace and being kind... It's very easy to think, God, like for me, I cut myself a lot of slack, but for someone else, I, I kind of keep it short. <laughs> and then when you look back at your situation in your life, you realize, how much slack did God actually give me? Kindness can make you like Jesus. Because no matter how many times that person's messed up or whatever, you can always respond with kindness. I want to do a couple of things. One is, if you're here today, you've never given your life to the Lord. Maybe you have and uh, you're not living right. I want to give you an opportunity to get things right with Jesus today. Maybe you're watching online. You need to get things right with Jesus. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And uh, the wages of our sin is death. It's eternal separation from the Lord. In Hebrews 9.27, it says, just as man is destined to die once and after that face judgment. It means all of us are going to stand before God and give an account for our life. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
Romans 10, uh, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you're here today or you're watching online, and you've either never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you have at one time, but you kind of need to get things right with him. I want to pray for you today. So if that's you, I'm just going to ask everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads. And if that's you this morning, you know the the Spirit of God draws all men to him. You know it's you. The Lord is speaking to you right now. You say, hey, I need to get things right with Jesus. I need to give my life to him for the first time. Will you pray with me? If that's you when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. Just saying, hey, that's me. Pray for me, Pastor. One, two, three. Is that anyone? I see your hand. Anyone else? I'm just going to ask you in this room and those watching online, if you could just say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I surrender my life to you. I ask that you come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. There's going to be people to my right and left that are uh, willing to pray with you. But I wanted to do one thing. I have a prayer that I want to pray all of us together. It's a prayer for God to make us more kind. I don't know about you, but I've listened to so many messages and I walk out the door and not a single thing changes. And what if, what if we were just a little more sensitive to the spirit this week of being kind? To being kind to that waiter or waitress that that works at, at the table? Being kind to that, that person that we come across that maybe doesn't have a, 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 a very nice look on their face. You have no idea what they're going through. You, know, you have no idea if their mom or dad just passed away. You have no idea the struggle, sin. Like, like I said, I, I've been so judgmental at times. And then you hear people's story and you understand why. What if we're just a little more sensitive, kind, I don't know why this quote comes to my mind, uh, and I won't say who it's from, but they said this, if I ever get around someone that treats someone that doesn't have a lot poorly, I don't want to be around that person, because I know if I'm in that same situation, they'll treat me the same way. What if we looked at every single person with value, and we were kind? Kindness of heart, kindness of act. And one more thing, and then we'll pray, and I'll be done. Just comes to my mind. I feel like I I just need to share this. I don't know who this is for, how it's going to help, whatever. I want to go back to point one where it says, God takes kindly by the hand and leads us to radical life change. I just have this picture of being at the state fair with my boys. And I, I don't know how the state fair here in Texas, there's certain parts in Minnesota where it's like shoulder to shoulder. 
And my boys are 10, 8, and 6, and I'm like, hold my hand. I don't want to hold your hand, Dad. I'm 10 years old. I need to hold your hand. Hold my hand. Because I know in one second, they're here, they're gone. I don't know where they are, you know? What if there was just one person or two, because we have two hands, that God put on our heart to take by the hand through kindness? What if just one person, maybe two, that you served, that you were kind to, that you went above and beyond kindness. Just, not just the kindness that they walked by the street, but I'm talking about like you went above and beyond to overwhelm them with kindness and you take them by the hand and you lead them maybe a week, a month, for some people five years where they get to a place where they actually want to hear the good news that we have to share. Yeah. Who is it that God maybe is putting on your heart that believing if I, if I come back next 4th of July weekend, that's my plug to be here next, next time. But if I come back, they're sitting in church with their life forever changed. Because you took this time to say, I'm going to be kind, but I'm going to focus kindness. I'm going to take them by the hand. I'm going I'm to do exactly what God did for me. I'm going to take them by the hand. I'm going to lead them to a place where they repent. Not because I'm speaking all over them truth, but because I'm kind to them. I want to say this prayer. I think it will be up on the screen. We can all say it together. If not, I'll just, uh, I'll pray it. In fact, you can just close your eyes and you can just take this prayer in your heart. I desire to be a child that is pleasing to you, Lord. So help me exhibit kindness and forgiveness at all times. I want to live a life always marked with kindness and compassion, not just when it's easy. Please examine my heart and show me areas marred with pride and hatefulness. Because I am flesh still on this side of heaven, I know I have areas that need to be cleansed by your holy touch. I pray that you cleansing presence in my life, one that will change me into a kind and compassionate child of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray.